Hi, welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. Uh, it is the morning after the 4th of July, uh, 2019, and I am sitting down to record some thoughts I have um, um, on the recent holiday and how uh, I felt about moving through the day and in a way that I feel many alcoholics and struggling alcoholics and struggling uh, uh, people in recovery can relate to. So I just wanted to share my thoughts on it. But but before I get there, uh, I have a little housekeeping that I want to attend to. And um, I apologize if this is going to be kind of a weird recording. It's, it's loud here at my house. There's roofers tearing my roof off. So uh, just take that with a grain of salt. I'll do my best to edit out any weird noises. A- anyway, a uh, little housekeeping. Uh, I intend this episode to go up as the the episode after uh, my sit down with Lindsay C, which I thought was a terrific conversation. Um, but there's uh, something that I, I said in there that I don't like the way it came across, at least in, in my head. I mean, maybe maybe I'm up in my head about it, um, and it's the kind of thing where. 99% of the people or some per- high percentage of people wouldn't even register it, but it, it bothers me. And, and I, I, uh, I don't like things setting, uh, that's weird. I, I don't like things to bother me a, but I, I, I feel like I didn't express myself, uh, sufficiently during the conversation. And, and I remember as we continue talking, uh, you know, because it was some, it was something I said in response to something Lindsay had said, and then we continued on. And and as the episode progressed, it kind of sat with me that I wasn't comfortable with the way I had handled it. Um, and again, I, I get up in my head about stuff, but well, I mean, it's a podcast and it's out there, and I don't, I, I feel like I want to address uh, a comment I made. Um, Lindsay was referring to how she dressed inappropriately early in her, you know, when she first started coming around when she was in her teenage years and she was, you know, vamped out or, or however she described it exactly. And, and she said some old timers pulled her aside <clears throat> and, you know, told her she was dressing inappropriately. And she commented that, you know, it was the kind of thing that wouldn't happen today, that the, the men wouldn't feel comfortable doing that uh, in today's age or, or whatever, you know, referring to the, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm certain she was referring specifically to the Me Too stuff, um, but, you know, that's not even necessarily, you know, that's just an, uh, uh, a larger expression of just the kind of slow progress that's happened over the last 20 years of, you know, <laughs> I guess uh, the, 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 the sense of proprietary ship over the way women appear in public and in general has by men, I guess, by by non women, by people who are not that person, uh, has become less acceptable, right? Like, and so the the statement she was making is true uh, to some extent that that you know, it, it, hopefully, men would feel less uh, obliged or less I don't know, not obliged, not not empowered, less you know, uh, like. Um, like they have the right to tell some young woman how she should or should not be dressing in a meeting right today than before. But I, my comment was, I'm not sure that's true. And I, I reflected on what I meant 
by that statement during the conversation as it went on. Um, you know, and I, I realized I was starting to trail off in my own head, so I, I let it go. But it, I marked it as something I wanted to expand on a little more because I made some statement to the effect that I wasn't sure I wouldn't make that a comment like that to someone today, or or at least that's how it came across. And that that's not entirely accurate. It's not accurate at all, honestly. But you know, I didn't express my full thought there, and it wasn't useful to continue talking about it in that moment anyway but it's been lingering in my head um, because what I was responding to was a scenario where she was somebody that I already knew, right? And it was even more would be like a friend who I had a relationship with to the extent that they would ask for my feedback, right? I... In the moment, I made some statement like, "Well, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I would say that to to somebody, or maybe somebody would still say, you know, hey, you shouldn't dress like that here." Um, and uh, you know, and it's it's a conversation, so I, I said what was on the tip of my tongue, and I'm not comfortable with that, right? Because that, regardless of how I thought through it, it's a you know, it's fundamentally a sexist position, and. Uh, you know, that's that's a character flaw uh, and a character defect. And, and I'm beginning to recognize that it's not one that I can just squeeze out of me entirely. And no matter how woke or uh, uh, PC or whatever you want to call it, I, I strive to be in my day-to-day life. And I, you know, I, I, I'm fairly good about it. Uh, my instinct is still, you know, in that situation that she was describing somebody coming to a meeting dressed provocatively, a woman specifically coming to a meeting dressed provocatively, uh, I would still look at it as like that's inappropriate. And and I know that 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 feeling stems from the fact that I would be distracted by her. And that's not what what I'm comfortable, what I am uncomfortable with in admitting that in that conversation with Lindsay and and right now is that that's not her problem. You know, I mean, I, it, it, it's my problem and it's not my place to say, Hey, you shouldn't do that because it's distracting me. And that's the fundamental issue that I felt I didn't address properly in that conversation. And hence the, the house cleaning here, you know, I, I, I realized that. And, I'm not proud that that was my response in that moment, in that conversation, or honestly, if it ever pops up in, in real life. Because the other half of that is I, I'm not actually bothered by someone dressing provocatively, quite the opposite, which is no less sexist of a position, I guess. I mean, I there's something, I don't know what the right term is there, but yeah, I appreciate it. You know, Do it dress it up sister and show up all vamped out that's terrific i mean i'm of two minds there right because i appreciate that just on a carnal level um but i don't appreciate it because it is a distraction and you know and that's that's where i want to get to here is i'm not saying that in so brazenly a judgmental way my point is is in those meetings that we're not there for that i mean there's enough of that that's going to happen anyway in terms of just being attracted to people and being distracted by 
uh, you know, this attraction being distracted by the fact that we're all just learning to have feelings all of a sudden and we're getting a little glow and shine in our lives. And yeah, there's a lot of 13th stepping that happens, right? That That's the term for picking up on people in a meeting, right? Like that's, we're in a raw and vulnerable state. And for lots of us, it's the first time or the first time in a very long time that we've had, you know, vulnerability and true feelings. And it, it it's a, it can be a predator's uh, uh, playground. And I'm, I trust that that's what those men were saying to Lindsay in the day, and I, I'm certain that that's the way she took it, regardless of their motivation. Um, it's, you know, there's already a, a sea of inappropriate dudes in this location of inappropriate people, so it's not doing you any favors to... Uh, solicit any more of their input or solicit any more of their attention, right? That was the way she described what they said to her. Um, but again, I, I was kind of glib in my response. I, I genuinely wouldn't do that because even as we carried forward in that conversation, I was thinking of people that I see today and I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. And, and I still do appreciate if they're provocative, but I, I, I also don't let that get in my way, right? That was, that was something I, I acknowledged about myself very, very early in my recovery uh, was that, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be very easily distracted by anybody I find even remotely attractive in these meetings because because it's uncomfortable. Like, the whole situation is uncomfortable. I, I'm always looking for an escape. And, yeah, I'm, I, I will use sex as an escape in the same way that I, or not in the same way, obviously, but I, in a similar way that I would use alcohol or, or drugs, right? And so that's one of those very cautious things to be very cautious about is leaning into overt sexuality as a way to escape while, you know, seeking recovery, right? Like, and and again, that's a double-edged thing because if it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what what would be the distinction between just a healthy sexual appetite and becoming a, a sex addict, right? I mean, there's, everything's a spectrum. But, especially in a in a meeting environment there's no need to lean so heavily into sexuality as to become a distraction for yourself and for whoever you're trying to attract right um but i don't even i don't I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do what I suggested I would do in the conversation with Lindsay. I, I, I genuinely wouldn't, and I, and I don't. I don't pull someone aside. I don't even, I think I, I swept it aside during the conversation by saying, well, I would maybe joke to somebody next to me, like, they shouldn't dress like that, but that's not even true. I might make a funny comment about what they're wearing, but more self-deprecating in that I am attracted to her in a way that I you know, the joke would be more along the lines of like, now I can't think at all or something. Like, I, I don't know. It would, I'm still inappropriate, I guess is all I'm saying. And, and, um, I guess ultimately all I'm, all I'm acknowledging here is that, you know, that, that kind of sexism is still within me as, as, uh, more improved of a person as I have become over the last 10 years, I, you know, it's still there. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm, I'm 
I'm very kind, you know, it's not, it's not that I'm, I'm, I, I, I very, I do not appreciate being lumped in with the general, uh, sea of just gross dudes, I guess. But fundamentally I'm still just a dude and I'll still say stupid shit and not, not registering how offensive or hurtful or, or off-putting it can be to the person because I, I'm, you know, I, I push comes to shove. I'm still up in my own head as much as I'm trying to be present in every day, every part of my life. I, 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 I err, you know, and I guess an improvement for me is that it, I, I register that it's just part of me. It doesn't make me a, a sexist piece of shit just because I have sexist things that happen or, or reactions to things and and I try and uh move forward from that learn from it too right I mean um and and honestly if I saw you know, I see the same thing with with men too I mean it's just it's a people thing it's just that I'm I appreciate it more when it's a woman but I I, I see men walking in dressed inappropriately too not not in a provocative way necessarily but in a more peacocking way and and all of it is just to say like what 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 are we doing here? Right. Like, and, and, and I, I lost the train of thought a minute ago, but like I, I did that early in my sobriety. Like I registered that I would come to these meetings and be easily distracted. So I, if I was attracted to some woman in a meeting, I would be sure to set myself in a place where I couldn't see them, where I couldn't fixate on them for the whole meeting. Cause I knew that that's what I would do. And I knew that that was a waste of my time and a waste of, the the energy that I have, you know, not a not a lot of supply of, you know, or, or that that that's a weird way to put that. That, you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to recover, and being in a in a meeting helps towards that recovery. But if I'm in a meeting and spending all my time fixating on how I'm going to chat with this person and and what I can say to them, and you know, fantasizing about like, oh, after we could go get coffee afterwards, then maybe we'll go. I don't know, maybe we'll start making out or there's all whatever the hell it is, right? None of that's useful. None of that is useful. And I think that was, you know, a whole jumbled feeling inside me about I let's call it thirteenth step. Uh when Lindsay made that statement about how men wouldn't react to her that way anymore or to a young woman like that anymore. Um by telling them how to dress. Um, and it's funny because all I really needed to say was, oh, yeah, no, that's inappropriate. You're right. So the fact that I didn't say that, that I kind of stumbled my way into some silly corner that didn't even need to happen is why I wanted to uh, do some house cleaning just now, which I don't know. I don't know if any of that made sense. I, I, I certainly hope I don't come across defensive in that. I mean, I don't, I, like I said, I, I lean into my sexism, right? I accept my sexism. I shouldn't say I lean into it. I, I accept that it's still there. I accept that I'm, I'm at my core, not, uh, I don't know how to say that. I was about to say at my core, I'm not woke or I'm not, but that's not accurate either. I mean, whatever the fuck woke really is, but I, I, I understand I understand my role in um, sexism. I understand my role in racism. I understand, like I, I understand. You know, I'm, 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 I am who I am. You know, I'm, a, I'm a middle class, middle aged, white, semi attractive man. Uh, I have fundamental um, 
privileges that put me in a position where I can take certain instinctive stances that just by their nature will be off-putting to other people who don't have those advantages that I inherently have. I'm aware of that. And I really, I strive to not let that become a defensive position for me. Like I, I, that don't, I don't, I don't take offense to being pointed out those privileges, or at least if I do take offense, I try and acknowledge that and breathe through it and work, you know, that, that to me is a character flaw that can be removed. The, the, the instinctive defensive response to being called out for racism, for sexism, for, uh, uh, homophobia, like for thoughtless comments, thoughtless, uh, feelings or, or statements that I might may make thoughtless because I don't even rec- recognize on my own side that it's thoughtless to that person or to those people, right? That, that's, that's the, I don't know. That's the, that's the key here, right? Like it's not, I'm not a bad person because I make a mistake. I'm not a bad person because I, you know, uh, find a, an attractive woman dressed provocatively a solid good thing. And I want to encourage it. I mean, <laughs> to be specific about what I'm talking about here, I'm a bad person. If I, I you know, I, I'm not responding correctly. If, if I take offense to someone saying, Hey, that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's kind of offensive. You know, if I take a response where I'm defensive about that, I'm already on the ropes, right? Like becoming defensive about anything, um, is a red flag, right? Like there's, there's a measure of being defensive about things that, that is self-preservation and, and is just, uh, you know, Hey, no, I, I do have a right to have my own perspective on things, but that right shouldn't supersede my ability to understand where the other person is coming from. And that, you know, to me, that's, that's a character flaw, you know, becoming defensive and unable to let go of it is a character flaw that I do feel I can lose. And I'm, I've made very good, in my own opinion, strides on that over the last 10 years. But the instinctive sense of like, uh, whatever lascivious responses to people or, you know, I don't know shit that I, 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 I can't think of examples right off the top of my head. I don't want to rattle examples off because then it just all sounds bad. But I know that just based on who I am as a person in the, the environment into which I was born and the, the time and the culture and the place on the globe and, and all the things, the socioeconomic conditions, blah, 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 I just have certain aspects of, of who I am as a person that by default will come across uh offensive or inappropriate if I'm thoughtless, you know what I mean? Um, and those are things that rather than strive to, I mean, I, I strive to remove those as well, but there's also the fact that I'm going to make mistakes and, and I'm going to, I'm going to hold prejudices that I might not even register as prejudices just by the nature of being a human and those are character flaws that I can work around, right? Work with, learn how to accept them as for what they are, but not use them to, to clobber other people and just steamroll my way through life, right? Like that's the difference. Like that's the difference between people not in recovery and people in recovery, right? Or that's, you know, one of the aspects of it. 
So yeah, I guess I had a lot more to say about that. I thought that was going to be like two minutes. Um, but you know, it, it it felt important, right? Like I don't, I don't know how. I mean, I character flaws is how that ties into recovery, I suppose. Um, but it's an interesting thing that I don't know gets addressed very frequently in uh in recovery or or you know the the aspect of dealing with what would generally be referred to as woke or woke culture or whatever I woke culture Jesus Christ just being woke uh and and how to navigate that in in uh, recovery I guess I don't I don't know I don't I don't want to turn it into a thesis um I did want to take a minute to talk about uh, relapse potential, right? Like, um, you know, I, I, uh, like I said, this is the morning after the 4th of July. Um, and uh, I had a, a very pleasant 4th, right? Uh, I woke up in the morning of the 4th and uh, I realized that I was going to have a potentially... Uh, lonely day, I guess is the way to put it, right? And and lonely is not necessarily bad, but on a holiday like that where everyone's getting, or like quote unquote, everyone's getting together with their family or getting together with friends, um, recognizing that for whatever damn reason, I had, for whatever damn reason, I was in a position where I was going to be alone for the day, and that with that loneliness was going to come some sadness, right? And um, but yeah. Because I'm an agitated person, you know. I, I just I'm going to be agitated no matter what. I'm going to be agitated if I'm if I'm if I'm lonely and I'm feeling sad and sorry for myself. You know, I'm going to be agitated about that, and then I'm going to be agitated about the feeling of that, right? Because I'm I'm doubly agitated. And then I, I I walk myself into a corner with that because then I I think about well if I go hang out with people I'm just gonna be agitated because I don't want to be around those specific people or because you know I feel weird about being there you know as a, whatever I wasn't invited initially and now I just kind of made my way in and blah 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 like I'll walk myself down any number of corners to make sure that I'm on I'm miserable right like if I let myself do it I'll do it you know I feel like that's a universal thing for most humans right we will butthurt ourselves into a situation that where then we're finally legitimately butthurt and then we can really lean into being butthurt you know and uh for <laughs> for me as an alcoholic that's got the added uh you know danger of walking myself into that situation and then taking a drink you know and that's that's synonymous with you know destroying myself right like i i'm I don't like to be hyperbolic, but it's true. You know, if I take a drink, I'm going to start drinking, and I'm not going to stop drinking. It's going to be ugly, and it's going to be destructive, and it's always right there. You know, that's why I don't keep it around, like I said, for that middle-of-the-night moment. And it's it's also why I try to be cognizant of where I'm starting to lose my balance. You know, and that's that's what that, what, what I'm, I guess that's what I'm trying to talk about here is... You know, at the beginning of my day, I could sense that the rest of my day was potentially going to unfold in a way that would be, um, un- I-, I would start to lose my balance. You know, and I, I don't, I don't, 
I didn't have fear I would fall all the way down, that I would find myself, you know, drinking by the by the time the fireworks are going. I, I, I'm 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 not I'm not in a state of that much agitation. I'm not I'm not that far off balance. But I could I could tell that, you know, the balance I have that, that I maintain and enables me to have a, a, a truly wonderful life. I could feel that it was going to go a little bit, it was going to, you know, the, the vibrations were going to go up a bit. I wasn't going to be as balanced. Um, and I guess that's part of my, you know, the gifts of my recovery is I'm, I'm con- conscious of that. I'm cognizant of when that's coming, of when it's starting to manifest within me. You know, I'm, I'm aware of the little signs where I'm, you know, I'm a little, a little bit more perturbed, a little bit more distracted, a little less present. Um, and the way I address it, you know, the way I dealt with it yesterday, I, well, you know, I came up with a few things I was going to do if, if, if I truly was going to wind up being alone. I was just going to go to a movie or something, maybe uh, just binge watch whatever that Netflix show uh, or something, you know, something to, to fill my time, right? Like the, it's not it's not the healthiest response to just fill your time in order to not drink, but, you know, to get through... Uh, to get through a few hours of discomfort, yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. It's the best thing I can do. You know, I'll go for a fucking run. I, I even thought about that, but I was, I'd already beaten my body up with some exercise earlier in the day, so I felt like if I ran, I'd really regret it. I mean, I'm too old to be running as much as I am. Too, my hips and my knees really, really don't like me for it, but I, I really enjoy it. And, uh, so I already lost that off the table. I was like, well, I can't really do that. And I, I did. I, I effectively cleaned my garage very well. It was, a, it was a wonderful use of the 4th of July afternoon to clean my garage, which sounds boring as fuck, I suppose, but it was very satisfying. Um, and in the middle of cleaning my garage, I, I made, you know, just a random uh, uh, lighthearted text to some friends who I love and just said, hey, happy 4th of July. Because I knew that they know me well enough to know that, you know, I'm, I'm wishing them a happy fourth. And I'm also like kind of poking them. I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? You guys need someone like me to come hang around with you guys for a little while? Does that sound cool or not? It's not cool. It's, so, it's cool if it's not cool. You know, I knew that they could read that into my four, four word text. And they invited me along, you know, and so I, I did, I, you know, and, 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 and of course my reaction, my first instinct when, when, uh, when he called me and was like, Hey man, if you're free, you should come with us to this barbecue. Uh, my first reaction was like, Oh yeah, well, we'll see, you know, I got things going on, you know, I got a lot of stuff, uh, you know, cause of course my, my instinct, right? Like this is, this is so baffling about me. My, my, you know, my, my instinct to being invited to get out of my head and to not be lonely is to reject it and be like, well, no, I got to be, uh, I've already got plans to be alone today. Um, and they're making me sad. So I don't want to break my, uh, alone, sad plans. So thank you for the invite. I will be here alone, sad, and I will call you later and, uh, regret having not gone with you. Um, <laughs> which I didn't do. I just was, uh, you know, forced myself to get out of the way and just be like, yes, I will come and I will bring chips and salsa. Um, and I did. I went. And it was perfectly pleasant. I had a great time. It was very low key. And there, you know, uh, it was, you know, whatever. It, it was, it was the best thing I could do for myself 
on the fourth, right? On and on any given day, like the fourth is just a day, right? Like uh, if you, if you go to meetings regularly, um, you know the topic of holidays always comes up on you know leading up to a holiday. I'm like, well, what do you describe? What you do to stop not drinking? You know, to not drink? You know, on during Christmas time, like you just don't drink. Like the <laughs> the meeting is important, and it it does. I don't know. It's important in that it it sets you know focuses everyone on on what's coming. But the answer is always the same. Yeah, it's just another day. Don't fucking drink no matter what, right? Like that's always the answer. That's always the answer. That's always the answer. Don't fucking drink no matter what. How you get there is incidental and depends on where you are emotionally and spiritually and in the moment and and in your life and what the fuck's going on. But the answer is always don't drink no matter what. You know, and that's that's always in the background, right? Like I look at it as this little binary thing that's going on at the core of my recovery. I can either drink or I won't drink, right? It's always, it's, it's a, it's a perfectly black and white scenario. I either will or I won't. And everything in my life carries forward from that little tiny binary choice, right? And it's not really a choice, but it is, right? I mean, I, I, I know that it's not because one way leads to destruction and one way provides me an opportunity to have the rest of my life. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and on a, on a holiday like that, you know, you, you, you get a little bit more, you, the opportunity to get a little bit more butthurt and a little bit more sad and a little bit more distracted. <coughs> Goodness. Um, it increases only because there's a little bit of expectation on celebrations, right? And, um, but it's still just another day. And, uh, um, you know, so I guess that's that's my little two two bits about um, you know the the, in, the impending or, or or looming opportunity for relapse and how it gets uh, you know vaguely but very really very realistically uh, more of a danger for me and presumably for anyone in recovery on a holiday like this, right? Like. <clears throat> Um, you know, I, I, because holidays, holidays, they're always just kind of implied drinking holidays, right? In America, at least that's what this is, right? Like every holiday is a drinking holiday because we just associate pleasant times with imbibing and, you know, myself and most people, most people I know, I, that's so weird. Most people I know are alcoholics. So, yeah, you know, to me, the, this is the way people always drink. But I, I, I trust that there are the majority of people out there who don't drink alcoholically. And so, yeah, it, it is a, a you know, it, it adds to the the pleasant feeling, right? You lose your inhibitions a little bit. It just kind of loose, it helps you loosen up. Um, and uh, that's, you know, that just adds to the complication of being an alcoholic in recovery. You know, I, I, I think about this uh, you know, all the time. Like, you know, if you're if you're a, a heroin addict or a cocaine addict or a meth addict, even like, you know, if you if you've been using hard drugs, which you know, they, to me, just sounds terrifying and horrible in the life that 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 would definitely I would lead that would lead me down. Would I just it just terrifies me, and I, I'm very glad that that isn't my bag and never was anything that I, that I ever even dabbled in and, 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 you know, put myself in any tantalizing danger with. 
and you know getting you know kicking that and getting clean off of that and, and finding recovery in that is you know oh god I, I didn't even touch on like pharmaceutical pills i guess well you know losing <clears throat> getting off of all of that stuff is you know it's a nightmare and it, it's got its own challenges that i won't i won't talk about because i don't have any experience with it but i can appreciate that it's you know it is it is not a fucking walk in the park but once you've entered recovery from that once you've you're sobered up and you're walking through the world you know you don't you don't you you're probably not going to be in a scenario where you go to a barbecue and someone offers you some heroin you know you're not going to show up at a, a work party and people aren't going to be trying to sell you or you know handing you handing you meth or coke right like that your day-to-day existence once you've changed your playground especially you don't need to ever be exposed to it so it's not in the forefront of your mind so much but that's not the case with alcohol right so that's that's where i in a very real way it's the fucking hardest thing to deal with because it's everywhere and uh that's why the 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 ever looming possibility of relapse exists right it's not just that i'm fucking gonna fucking fly off the handle if i get a little liquor in me it's also that there's fucking liquor everywhere and so on a on a holiday on a drinking holiday, that, that's why it becomes a little more significant because it's fucking everywhere. It's the kind of thing everyone's quote-unquote expected to indulge in. And it's, you know, add on there or, or add into the mix my own little cauldron of insecurities and character flaws. You know, it's a, the holiday is a, a potentially more dangerous time of year or a moment in my life than you know just a regular boring sunday or saturday afternoon or something you know um and i acknowledge that and i and i have enough recovery and enough sobriety that i i know that it's coming and i know that i have tools i can use to deal with it you know the most significant of which is just reach out right like that's the other answer that's always out there is like you know don't drink no matter what no matter what, and reach out to other people, right? Reach out to other people in recovery, reach out to other people who are struggling in the same way that I'm struggling, or just reach out to loved ones, you know, people that I like and who like me back. Just go be with them, right? Like, the people in my life know that I'm not going to drink. They know that I'm in recovery. They know that they're not going to invite me over and then start trying to put me into danger, you know, I've, I've structured my life like that. And the point being, when I get to a, a, a situation where I'm feeling lonely and sad and butthurt, I understand deep down that I have all the tools necessary to address that. And if I'm not addressing it, there's nobody's fault but my own. And beyond that, I, I can... I can pull myself out of it, right? I like I did yesterday. I <clears throat> I accepted an invitation to be with friends, and I took it, and I went. And even though I was a little bit like, oh, oh, oh this is gonna be weird, it wasn't weird, you know. And that that's been my experience always. Anytime I've reached out in those moments, whatever it was that I thought was gonna happen to make it unsettling and un- unpleasant, were completely off base. And even, I guess, a handful of times when they did turn out to be less than pleasant, 
It was still just fine. It just wasn't, you know, wasn't wasn't the best for this fucking cool guy. I mean, because everything's got to be the coolest for me. Whatever. So yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't know that I have anything more uh, insightful to offer there. I mean, when it comes to the ever impending possibility of relapse, I know that it's always there, and I know, you know, it. it I guess. Part of why I have a hard time going off about this any further than this is it's one of the most terrifying things I have in my life. This sense that I'm always, always, always just a sip away from total destruction. It's not some romantic uh, thing. It's not like it doesn't, I don't feel like it makes me some kind of like tragic person. It's, it's just true. And I don't, I, I I wish it wasn't true, but it is, and and I don't like it, but I don't fight against it, and I guess that's, I guess that's just the key is like I know that it's there, and I I, I desperately never want it to to overtake me, and I use the word desperate there because anytime I even think about what would happen, I feel horrible and it's a sense of desperation that I can already project into myself in that scenario but I have years of recovery and I have tools right like that's what they talk about our tools which it's just instinctive shit for me right like don't rest on my laurels don't start feeling super sorry for myself don't ignore where people are reaching out to me and don't not reach out to other people Accept people's kindness. Accept that I am a fragile, sensitive person and it's okay to be that way and it's okay to admit that I'm not doing okay and I'm not as okay as I want to be. Like all of these things are, it's all okay. Because deep down I have that binary choice. I'm either going to drink or I'm not. And anything I do to make the proper selection there, the, the don't drink selection is is going to be fundamentally okay even if it kicks off other problems and other you know inadvertent things that happen as long as that choice is always made things are going to roll out okay you know they're going to roll out in a way that I'll probably be able to work with and probably make it through and everything will be fine and it's funny cuz the the other key that I lean into the other the other thing I lean into I haven't been leaning into so much recently is, is, is meditating right I'm just there's too much going on in my life and there's any number of excuses I just I just haven't felt the serenity to even attempt it and I was gonna do it this morning <laughs> I was gonna I was like why haven't I been meditating what's my deal and and I sat down to do it and then the roofers showed up and started banging on the ceiling and uh you know it made me want to record this instead which is I guess similarly silly since there's probably a bunch of annoying noises in the background but um, I don't know I I hope that that was less rambly than it probably I don't know I, I feel like all of these are completely off the rails and I appreciate people listening to them and I hope I hope that there's a nugget of something relatable to, to you out there and uh I really hope if it if it inspires something in you, then then lean into it and um, you know. And if you want you want to reach out to me, if you can find me on Facebook, 
um, you can you can contact me through the contact us link on the the eavesdrop podcast network um, website but um, you know life is just moving forward and uh, my heart goes out to anybody trying to make it through and find a little bit of peace and, and recovery I love all of you Thank you for listening. I hope you have a terrific day. I'll wake up when I'm sober, which will probably be.